Ryan Reynolds here from Mint Mobile. With the price of just about everything going up during inflation, we thought we'd bring our prices down. So to help us, we brought in a reverse auctioneer, which is apparently a thing. Mint Mobile Unlimited Premium Wireless. Ready to get 30, 30, ready to get 30, ready to get 20, 20, 20, ready to get 20, 20, ready to get 15, 15, 15, 15, just 15 bucks a month. So give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month. Slows full terms at mintmobile.com. Let Tend Dental make your dream smile a reality. We offer a variety of top-rated treatments, including Invisalign aligners. And for a limited time, Tend is offering $750 off orthodontic treatments. Offer valid through January 31st, so don't wait. Visit hellotend.com slash sale. That's hellotend.com slash sale. And book your free consult today. Today's episode is brought to you by Cars.com. With over 2 million vehicles and 50,000 more added every day, Cars.com will match you with the perfect car for you, your budget, your life, your style. And if you're ready to say goodbye to your current car, Cars.com will get you an instant offer to cash it in. Just start by entering your license plate and get matched with a local dealer who will write you the check. So whether you're looking to buy or sell, just go to cars.com. It's magical. For these sixth week in a row, we are going to ask the big question. Can the Miami Dolphins stop the bleeding? Welcome into the Jake and Josh show. Finsider Radio's podcast about the one and only Miami Dolphins. I am Jake Mendel. We are houseless again on this Friday. So instead, we got Merrick, our fake-ass doctor, joining us today. Merrick, I'm just going to ask. I mean, we, we were talking about it before the show. There is not a lot to be excited about about the Miami Dolphins, but we're going to pull through and uh, figure out how this team can snap this uh, losing streak. But how are you doing? Uh, I mean, I've been better. The Dolphins are certainly weighing on my mind and, and you know, other couple other things going on in life because life doesn't stop just because uh, the Dolphins are, are slowly swirling down the toilet. Maybe not even slowly, maybe quickly here. Um, but we're here. Uh, like you said, we're houseless. Uh, still wishing him the best of luck with the sick kids at home. So get better kiddos and hopefully we'll have Josh back early next week and also hopefully we'll have a dolphins victory to talk about come monday but guess we'll find out soon won't we that is what we are all wondering here it the last what month month and a half it kind of just seems like a, a it's kind of been blackout drunk for the entire thing doesn't it kind of feel that way in one moment you're up seven after trent uh sherfield scores on a what 70 yard touchdown against the san francisco 49ers you're up seven nothing all of a sudden, the playoffs are, you know, hanging in the balance. You got Teddy Bridgewater starting. Tua has been rolled out with concussion. So crazy, crazy how quickly the season goes. I mean, those first couple weeks, it seems like you're waiting for it forever. And the next thing you know, you're passing go and collecting 200 bucks. Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, I'll go back even further than that Niners game, Jake. We can go back to right before halftime of that Houston Texans victory when Teron Armstead went down with uh, – the peck injury, I believe it was. Mm -hmm. uh, and the Tua got sacked, what, four times before, before they pulled him from that game. And and it was kind of 
all downhill from there. And it really has been for these Dolphins with four straight losses, another Tua injury. Uh, Teron Armstead, I'm sure we'll get into it, now dealing with a hip injury that popped up this week in practice. Bradley Chubb with a hand injury. Alec Ingold with a hand injury. Xavier Howard with a knee injury. All of those guys are questionable to play on Sunday against the Patriots in essentially a must-win game. Uh, to get to the playoffs. If the Dolphins beat the Patriots on Sunday and the Jets lose to the Seahawks, everything we just talked about, while it still matters, it kind of softens the blow a little bit because the Dolphins will have clinched a playoff berth. Uh, they're 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 kind of clawing, scraping, fighting for their lives at this point. Uh, and we are too, as Dolphins fans. We're hoping that things can go the Dolphins' way on Sunday. But there's a lot to talk about in regards to that game. Uh, there's a lot to talk about in regards to to all these injuries that that this team is dealing with right now. But that's what we're here to do, Jake. That's what they pay us the big bucks for, right? Dude, you are preaching to the choir. Let's talk right about those injuries. Someone uh, I've been excited to see play, and we haven't seen it yet. Eric Fisher, uh, I've been dealing with a calf injury. Him and River Craycraft, two guys that calf injuries are just kind of keeping them right outside of the picture. Uh, Teron Armstead, what? It's four injuries at this point. You can kind of, it's hard to keep up, let alone deal with those injuries. So yeah, you don't know what those practices are like. He's singing the song, head, shoulders, knees, and toes, right? Like it's, <laughs> it's he's just naming off his injuries while he's doing it. That. <laughs> He he is a uh, artist, so he might just have to do a song about his injuries and then rap <laughs> over that or something. <laughs> um, so you got Hib. It sounds like if Bradley Chubb plays, he's dealing with an ankle injury too. If he plays, he's gonna have a club on his hand. Alec Ingold, and we I think saw it's that a with Michael injury. Parsons last night on Thursday night football, and he was still effective. You know, as a mm -hmm. defender, you don't really need your hands as much as if you're an offensive skill position player. So Michael Parsons played with the club. As long as that ankle injury isn't bothering him too much, I fully expect Chubb to do the same. Uh, and maybe we'll nickname him uh, Chubb the Club or or Chubb's Club or something. Bradley like Club. Yeah, Bradley Club. Maybe this will actually help him get some sacks instead of just pressures. What do you think? That's what the Dolphins need at this point. Uh, Brandon Shell was limited with a shoulder injury that popped up middle of the week, but everyone's kind of thinking he'll be okay to go. Uh, Merrick, is there one of these injuries that sticks out the most to you? You're kind of hitting the panic button. I think Xavier Howard on Friday was back practicing in full. Uh, so, I mean, Eric Fisher yet to play. Tron Armstead up to four injuries. I think that's how you connect four. I don't know if that's, that's never a good sign. Um, Liam Eichenberg has been activated, so you don't know what kind of packages the team might try to use. But um, where's the big panic here? Well, I mean, Tua still is out, so there's panic mm -hmm. on, on that. But we've we've covered that. So of these quote-unquote new injuries, Teron Armstead is my biggest worry. Um, Josh Uche and Matt Judon for the Patriots, those are some good edge rushers right there. So you want to be uh, at your very best with your tackles. Uh, like you said, Brandon Shell likely to play. Teron Armstead is a game-time decision at this point. We saw... Uh, how difficult it was to keep these quarterbacks upright without Toronto Armstead for a couple games earlier this year. So that's where my uh, initial concern goes. But I think a very sneaky underrated injury is the one to Alec Ingold. And if he's unable mm -hmm. to play, um, I think that changes a lot of what this offense likes to do. He lines up all over the formation. You know, he's obviously a fullback, so he lines up there. He lines up uh, as a as a tight end often uh, to help with chip blocks. He lines up as a slot receiver sometimes uh, and then comes in motion and, and tries to keep the defense guessing. So he's a really big part of the Dolphins offense. We've seen that all year. He's kind of a, you know, 
while not flashy like Tyreek Hill, Jalen Waddle, Tua Tungavailoa, he's kind of that heart and soul uh, of the offense. And and if he's unable to go, that could severely limit the types of formations they're rolling out there unless they have somebody else who could kind of fill in in that spot. Uh, but last I checked, there's not another fullback on the roster. They had John Lovett earlier this year. I, d- I believe he was uh, released from the practice squad. So I don't think he's even eligible for a call-up because I don't think he's on the roster. So uh to me, I'm gonna I'm gonna rank those in order of of you know severity or or in honor of how it's, uh, the queasy meter uh, gets cranked up to ten for Teron Armstead, maybe a nine and a half for Alec Ingold, and then you know somewhere in there I, I would put Xavier. Uh, if he can't go, that's another big one. Uh, like you said, he he did return to practice. Although I did see right before we started recording, we do record this earlier in the day that he wasn't seen at the portion of practice that is open to the media. Um, I'm, I'm not sure I'm not on Twitter right now, so I'm not sure if that has changed or his status has changed. So by the time you listen to this, uh, listeners, you will, you will know, uh, what Xavier Howard's practice participation was. So fingers crossed that he gets back out there and is good to go on Sunday, but I'll go Armstead one Ingold two, and then the rest can kind of fill in behind those guys. So this is an offense that has failed to score 20 points or excuse me, more than 20 points in three or four weeks. Um, Teddy Bridgewater, Merrick, I don't know if he's necessarily the right guy to be the quarterback for what the Miami Dolphins like to do, right? Uh, Jalen Waddle leads the league in yards per reception. Tyreek Hill, you're getting him the ball down the field. Uh, I'm interested. What are your thoughts on if Miami can kind of simplify things this is a new england defense that is completely banged up i think there are five six members of that secondary who are on the injury report four of those six i don't think have practiced this week so i mean you think about the fact jeff wilson is back in the mix from his hip injury he averaged 4.1 yards per carry last week had a touchdown against the packers so i mean this is a team that likes to take its shots it likes to live over the middle that 25 to 35 yard range but i mean can they attack this Patriots team just by kind of making it a little simple, moving down the field, getting, you know, your 24, 27 points and just kind of getting out of there safely? You know, I I go back to your first question there about will they be able to simplify things? I think that's a, that's a key to this game. With all of those members of the Patriots secondary out, you still want to be able to attack them through the pass game. But a lot of what the Dolphins excel at, those, those deep ends, those 20 to 25-yard passes, 15-yard passes, a lot of those are based off of uh, timing and, and chemistry with receivers. And Teddy Bridgewater, although he's been the number one in practice this week, hasn't spent a lot of time being the number one in practice all this year. That's been Tua. And even when Tua was injured, Teddy was also injured. We had Skyler in there quite a bit. Um, and then Teddy missed five games in the middle of the season with a knee injury uh, wasn't practicing or if he was, was practicing on a very limited basis. So I think you want to kind of, I don't want to say scrap those, but you want to want to put those routes, those deeper routes on the back burner and maybe get back to some meat and potatoes with these crossers, these slants, these five yard ins, these five yard outs, whatever they may be. Uh, You got the receivers who get that yak. You can get, the ball to Tyreek Hill on a screen that's two yards of, of air yards. And then he can make a guy miss, take it for eight, 10, 12 yards upfield, get a first down, keep the chains moving. You have those backs that, that can run well. They've been running the ball well the past couple of weeks. McDaniel seems to go away from, from the run game late. Maybe this is uh, just what he needs 
to be able to stick with that. And even if you still want to get the ball moving through the air, I'd love to see more checkdowns, more more uh, screens in the flat to Raheem Mostert. Again, he's got that speed. He can turn it upfield, make a guy miss, and, and you never know what can happen. So if McDaniel goes out there and he rolls out that same old game plan of trying to attack deeper down the field, middle of the field, um, you would somewhat understand it because of the injuries to the Patriots secondary, but I'll be upset if that's what he tries to do instead of crafting a game plan to best fit the offense that they're trotting out there right now. It'd be a different story if Tua was out there and those members of the secondary were missing. I'd say throw the ball all day, every day uh, against these guys. Let Tyreek and Jalen do their thing. Uh, but with Teddy out there, I think you got to kind of adjust the game plan. And I really hope McDaniel is able to do that. I really hope he, he hasn't uh, – you know, kind of reverted back to his mindset from that, that Niners and chargers, those Niners and chargers games where he was just kind of force feeding the offense, uh, even though it wasn't working. So we saw him adjust a little bit against the bills. And then again, against the Packers um, let's hope he can do the same against the Patriots this Sunday. Nothing sounds like a more football guy talking at the bar, than let's get back to the meat and potatoes. I mean, that is just like, it's just like the guy in the bar, you're just screaming, we got to run more. You know, you just got to listen to the guy but at the I, bar once in a while. I, I totally agree with you, but against a team like the Patriots, they don't have a dynamic offense. Basically, if you don't turn the ball over against the Patriots, you have a chance, right? They have a mm -hmm. solid defense. They do. Um, but with the amount of injuries they have on that defense, that kind of takes away a lot of what they like to do. Uh, similar to what the Dolphins defense has experienced this year with the, the amount of injuries uh, they've had in their secondary. So, you know, it sounds cliche to get back to the quote unquote meat and potatoes of running the ball and hitting those, those uh, quick passes and letting your receivers make a guy miss and take it up field. But I think that's exactly what they need to do. You, you minimize the risk of turnovers, you control the clock uh, and, you win an ugly game, but a win's a win. And if they win and the, and the Jets lose, they get to the playoffs. So I don't care if they win six to three. I don't care if they win 10 to seven, just get the victory by any means necessary. I don't care if there are flashy plays. Although if you could get a, a touchdown to Tyreek, that would be great. I'm in my fantasy championship and I got Tyreek on the roster. So, uh, uh, you know, praying for that. But you, again, it sounds cliche, but I, I do think against the team, as uh, undynamic as the Patriots with McCorkle at quarterback uh, and the receivers that they don't, oh, here goes my phone, but the receivers that they don't have, uh, I think that's the, I think that's the way to do it. Teddy Bridgewater, it did come out earlier this week that Teddy Bridgewater was meeting with McDaniel. I think it might have been Tuesday, just kind of going through different plays they wanted to run, plays he was comfortable with, plays he uh, was not comfortable with. And also, a little fun note, Mike Reese of ESPN, he came out and said that uh, Bill Belichick might be up to his old uh, mad genius type tricks and have Lynn Bowden Jr. go out there as a cornerback against the Dolphins. Could you imagine that? Um, Jalen Waddell, Tyree Kill, one-on-one -on -one against Lynn Bowden. Um I, I think I'd enjoy watching that. Yeah, I would love that. I, I like Lim Bowden <laughs> as a player. I was sad the Dolphins decided to let him go. Uh, you know, it makes sense with the receivers they have now. And then plus the addition of Craycraft and Sherfield, you want to get those guys in who are familiar with the offense. Um, but if he's forced to play cornerback against either Tyreek or Jalen, then I think we're in business and I don't care who's throwing him the ball. It could be me and you, Jake. We could, we could, uh, you know, high five tag team in and out there and, uh, We'd be scoring touchdowns with Tyreek and Jalen <laughs> as well. So, 
Two final notes here before we wrap up the thoughts on the offense here. Uh, the Patriots are allowing the fifth fewest points per game, and I think they're also third in the league in sacks with 50 total. And uh, number two are the Cowboys who played, and that includes the whatever sacks they got on Thursday. So that's important to keep that in mind. Um, but you can score on the Patriots. I mean, the Raiders scored 30. The Vikings put up 33. The Bills put up 24. Packers, 27. Ravens, 27. And, you know, it helps your numbers when the Jets combined for 20 points over two games. Um, You know, the Colts scored three points. Cardinals scored 13. And the Bears did put up, uh, you know, 33 points against the Patriots as well. A lot of things those teams have in common. The ability to run the football, again, it goes back to kind of what I was saying. The hope is Jeff Wilson is more involved. If you need to try to play either of them in fantasy, I mean, him or Raheem Mostert, good luck. I have no idea. Uh, you're just shooting a dart. Uh, and what about Mike Kosicki? I think when you have a different quarterback in, someone who kind of might try to play like a man beaters, he might be someone who might be a little more involved this week and uh, have that outlier beat the Patriots type game that he's been doing for you know the last five years or so. I think that would be great. And I think uh, you hit the nail on the head there, Jake, when you talk about the quarterback change here. Teddy Bridgewater... <sighs> I don't think he's going to force feed the ball to Tyreek Hill like Tua has. Um, although if you, you, you take a look at Tyreek's stat lines with Teddy at quarterback this year, uh, he had a healthy amount of catches, a healthy mm-hmm. amount of yards and some touchdowns as well. So it's not out of the question that Tyreek's going to have a monster day. Uh, I'm not benching him in my fantasy championship. That would be absurd. Uh, but I do think Kasiki's involvement could increase in this game, specifically in the red zone. He is that, that, that six foot six, uh, ball catching tight end that you can get involved. And, you know, maybe that's a thing where I don't want to say they've done it on purpose, but maybe they just kind of tripped into their own luck here. You don't have that on tape very much this year. So maybe you roll out mm-hmm. a few packages for Gesicki and you catch the Patriots off guard. I'd love to see him get involved. I think he's, he's a, a really great pass catcher. He's been awesome for this Dolphins offense in the past, not so much this year, although he did have a couple good games earlier in the season. So why not break out some Gesicki packages this week and see uh, if you can, if you can topple this banged up Patriots secondary using your six foot six tight end. This is advertiser content brought to you by Frito-Lay. Hello, I'm Chip Murphy here to get you ready for the big tournament. Tonight we'll break down... We break down who will be cutting... Cut! What are you two doing? Sorry, Chip. Prez here got his feathers ruffled when I told him Ruffles has zero chance of winning the title. And I was letting Dip know that she is not taking into account Ruffles' iconic ridges. Guys, it's March. We have to start talking about the tournament. We are. It is the 2023 Frito-Lay Snack-It. We're talking about big-time matchups between Cheetos, Smart Food, Lay's, Sun Chips, and more. Just head to the Frito-Lay Snack Bracket and vote for your favorite chip, pretzel, or dip for a chance to win up to $1,000 or a year's worth of snacks. This sounds great. Keep up the good work. Just go to Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. No purchase necessary. Sweepstakes ends 4-3-2023. Void wherever hit Here's worth of snacks awarded in the form of 52 coupons, each good for one bag of chips. See official rules at Frito-LaySnackIt.SBNation.com. Let's uh, flip the script before we take off here and talk a little bit about Miami's defense, That a unit that hasn't allowed less than 23 points since facing you know the Texans and Browns roughly a, a month and a half ago. I do have to say, I mean, 23 points... 
if you're giving up 23 points on defense, that isn't a terrible number to be at. Uh, the Patriots are a team that lost for the last five, but this is where I think things are going to get a little interesting, and we're going to kind of see maybe, hopefully, with a little luck, Miami's strength on display. Damian Harris is actually returning to practice for them. Uh, he was limited on Wednesday. He actually then missed practice on Thursday for personal reasons. As Merrick said, we're recording this kind of early, but part of me thinks Harris is going to be back, and when you consider that uh, the uh, – recent Ramondre Stevenson experience with a couple fumbles. We might see more of a dynamic running attack from this Patriots team. So uh, instead of seeing some, God, I don't know if you watched the Patriots game last week, but there's a touchdown pass that bounced off four guys' hands, landed in Jacoby Myers' arms. Um, but this seems like it might be lining up for the Patriots to be that grounded bound team. And the Dolphins have seemed to be pretty good against that this year. Yeah, and I think it really just comes down to whether or not the Dolphins can stop the run. Like you said, they've done that well this year. Uh, they've had their moments specifically in fourth quarters where teams have been able to ice the game by running the ball. Um, so as long as uh, this defense can stay healthy, I'd love to have Chubb out there. I'd love to have Xavier out there. I think it really does come down to stopping Damian Harris and stopping Ramondre Stevenson. Uh, if they do that and they put the ball in the hands of – McCorkle, McCorkle Jones. Uh, I won't call him Mac. I'm not going to give him that type of respect because he hasn't earned it yet. Yeah. But uh, uh, if you're forcing McCorkle to beat you, then you got to like your chances. Uh, again, as long as Avian plays. And even even Chubb, not as impactful uh, of a loss, I don't think. we've. He was traded for midseason. He's done a good job. I'm not on the I hate Bradley Chubb train, as a lot of Dolphins uh, social media fans would uh, – would uh, like you to be on that train. I'm not on it. I'm not on it. Uh, but you do have Melvin Ingram. You do have Andrew Van Ginkle. You can kind of mitigate that loss a little bit with some quality players. Dolphins secondary doesn't have anybody's uh, if Xavier goes out. I mean, you're just, uh, you got Justin Bethel and Clayton Fedulum and like, that's tough. So let's hope that uh, Xavier uh, gets through practice, is able to go uh, and is healthy enough to play effectively on Sunday. And that's the thing with Xavier. He's had a down year, but he hasn't been healthy all year. And they've asked him to do so much. He's getting a lot of hate on social media as well. Uh, I mean, Dolphins fans just hate everybody, don't they? You know, and, and we hate Xavier. What, we're supposed to hate Xavier Howard, supposed to hate Bradley Chubb. Half of us are supposed to hate Tua, where the other half, if you say anything negative about Tua, then you hate the Dolphins as a whole. Like, come on, guys, let's just chill out. It's supposed to be the holiday season. Let's Let's round back into form. We're all on the same team, aren't we? But if Xavier's out there and you force the ball in McCorkle's hands and you say, hey, you're you're either going to beat us and you're going to lose the game, I do think uh, I do think Jones is 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 more likely to lose the game for the Patriots than he is to win it. So again, famous last words. We've been doing this every week. This Miami Dolphins front four just continues to be so interesting. I mean, I completely forgot that, you know, you take uh, Emmanuel Agba out of the mix, but uh, Christian Wilkins has been absolutely on fire. Zach Sealer continues to make his three or four, uh, oh, hey, there's Zach Sealer plays of the game where he'll have a tackle behind the line. Uh, Jalen Phillips dealing with a toe injury, but he should be good to go on Sunday. But someone I want to talk about real quick, someone I wanted to talk about earlier this week, uh, Raekwon Davis. I feel like he's kind of gotten lost in this mix, but when you kind of look at what this Miami Dolphins team has done over the last two, three years, it's a lot of investment in that front four, um, specifically in the trenches. So Merrick, 
how do they make this work? I mean, you saw Raekwon Davis have that massive stop on that fake punt, but I mean, is there a way you can have all these guys consistently on the field and using them enough where uh, they're successful? Because there are still situations like near the end of the uh, the Packers game, John Jenkins got caught offside. So they are still playing these other guys who uh, might be a little bit of a weakness at times. Yeah, I almost wonder if that Jenkins offsides was on purpose to kind of kind of save some clock there. Um, but mm. yes, I would much rather have Raekwon Davis on the field than than John Jenkins for a majority of the snaps. So yeah, there. I mean, you can you can change your cover, you can change your defense up. You can you can run a five man front with those big bodies on the inside with Wilkins, Sealer, and Davis, and you can have uh, an Ingram and a Phillips on the outside, or if Chubb's able to play, you can have a Phillips and Chubb on the outside. These are all possibilities. You keep a Landon Roberts in there because he's been great against the run this season, and I like that that front seven. Um, we'll see what Josh Boyer decides to to roll out there. It feels like in plenty of opportunities or when given plenty of opportunities to make the right call on defensive formations this year, Boyer's made the wrong call. So I don't even know if I can trust him to do that, but this is, this defense has too many good players to be playing this poorly. And if they come out on Sunday, thankfully it's a noon game or excuse me, a 1 PM game for y'all. It's a noon game for me. Potato, potato. Nice. I was over on the East coast for, for a game earlier, uh, this year and it started at one o'clock and I was miserable. I was like, what is happening <laughs> over here? Like I'm supposed to be able to fire up lunch and watch football all at the same time. Now I'm now my day is ruined, but thankfully it's a noon game. Um, it's just, they have to do it. This defense has too many good players. If they come out on Sunday and they give up 300 yards passing to McCorkle and they give up a combined 200 and something yards rushing to those running backs and they completely crap the bed again. And, and we're sitting here with a must win game against the jets in week 18. I'm going to be pissed. Like there's mm-hmm. no, in no uncertain terms, I'm going to be pissed. And if you want me to join the fire Josh Boyer club, that's going to get me to do it. If the defense comes out on Sunday if Xavier plays, if he doesn't play, then of course we have another excuse here. Uh, but if Xavier plays and this defense comes out on Sunday and gets lit up by that Patriots offense, and if you look at the weather, it's supposed to be mid fifties. That's close to you, Jake. So yep. you know what's you know what's up. Mid fifties, no excuse. It's actually going to be warmer in Foxborough on Sunday than it was in Miami Bananas. on Christmas Day. That's that's nuts. There are no excuses uh, if Xavier plays. But if they come out and they lay an egg against the Patriots, that's it. I'm done. It's over. Get rid of Josh Boyer. I don't care who you bring in to replace him, but I don't want to see his face ever again because I will be so angry if this defense can't get it done against that paltry offense. All right. As we close down here, I'm just going to go out and say it. I'm going to say 24 to 10. I think the golden retriever, I think Mike Kosicki has a big day. Um, I don't. I don't see that Patriots offense doing too, too much, especially through the air. They're going to try to keep it on the ground, run it, uh, not have a lot of possessions. Hopefully Miami makes the most of theirs. What about you, Merrick? I think it's going to be a close one because the Dolphins don't know any other way. Um, I will predict a victory. I don't know why I'm doing this. I'm just, I should just, I should just predict a loss so I can be like, well, at least I was right, but I don't want to be right. I want to be, I want to do this too much to be sad. Yeah. So I don't know what happens on Sunday, I'm I'm nervous. I'm very very nervous. I think a lot of us are. Uh, it would be awful to start the season eight and three, and then go eight and nine and have a losing record. And like, man, how many questions would there be to answer there after adding Tyreek Hill, after adding Teron Armstead, after adding Connor Williams, after having one of the most prolific 
uh, wide receiver duos in the history of the league. And then we would have a worse record than we did the year before and the year before that and still miss out on the playoffs. If we lose these next two games, that would feel awful. That would feel absolutely terrible. Uh, and I would just be left wandering in circles for this entire offseason on how do we fix this team? So I will predict a victory so that we can avoid that scenario, but I'm going to predict a much closer game than you did. I'll take the Dolphins 17, Patriots 16. Nice and clean, just really dirty uniforms with that final score. I can already imagine yes. they're yes. all, all scuffed up, but thank you. Thank you. Thank you everyone for tuning into Finside radio. Uh, Merry ha- happy new year. Happy, happy new, new year. year. This is the last Finsider radio uh, before 2023. How about it? And, and this was my first year uh, joining both you and Josh um, one, one day a week, sometimes, sometimes two, I think there might've been one. On good I, was, I was on all three shows. That was great. You guys, you guys let me out of the, the kennel for, for three <laughs> shows that, that week. So I just want to express my gratitude towards you and to Josh as well for allowing me to join the team this season. I've had a blast. It's been great uh, getting to, to chat dolphins with y'all it was a lot more fun five weeks ago when we were eight and three wasn't it but uh <laughs> crazy but awful, it's, been a, awful. it's been great um you know i know it's not the end of the season and i'll be back with y'all next week um hopefully not to close out the season hopefully we'll have a playoff game to get ready for but uh as we switch uh, or flip the the page and turn the calendar to 2023 i did just want to say thank you so much for allowing me to do you to be part of the shows and uh, thank you to the listeners as well for welcoming me with open arms. It's been a lot of fun to have you. It has been an absolute blast. And uh, you know, sometimes you can even help carry the load when we don't have a uh, house to uh, guide us through. I do have to ask though, do you have any uh, new year's resolutions? I think that for me, this is the year I start smoking cigarettes and I can't finally cancel <laughs> that gym membership. I think, I think I got it all figured out now. It's actually, oh gosh, I, I, I did smoke when I was younger. I quit when I was uh, 21. So it's been over 15 years uh, without a cigarette. So I think I'll just continue that New Year's resolution that I've had for the last <laughs> 15 years. I will not pick up smoking again. I'm not big on the New Year's resolutions. Uh, I'm the type of person where if I if I am going to make a change, I really have to feel just it, do like, it like deep in my bones, yep. right? Like I have to, I have to feel it and, and not try and force myself to do it. There has to be a real commitment there or else I'm not going to stick to it. So an mm-hmm. arbitrary thing, like a, a date or a time isn't going to allow me to stick to that. So no new year's resolutions for me. Although one thing I would like to be better at is not allowing this GD football team, the Miami dolphins to control my happiness uh, day in and day out. When they win, I'm on cloud nine. When they lose, I'm deep in the dump. So if I could find a way to allow this team to, or not allow this team to affect my emotions as much as they do. And I feel like a lot of our listeners could probably relate to that. Then I think maybe that'll be my, my new year's resolution going forward. What a way to close it out. Thank you everyone for listening. Have a happy weekend and above all else, fins up. Fins up. That was Finsider Radio, part of the Finsider.com and the SB Nation Network. Miami has the Dolphins, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, because we're the Miami Dolphins.
Miami has a dolphin, the greatest football team. We take the ball from goal to goal like no one's ever seen. We're in the air, we're on the ground, we're always in control. And when you say Miami, you're talking Super Bowl, cause we're the Miami Dolphins. Miami Dolphins, Miami Dolphins number one. Yes, we're the Miami Dolphins.